Hey everyone, this is Pastor Steve from Faith Community Church, and you are listening to Faith That Works, podcast ministry of Faith Community Church, Indianapolis, Indiana. We're so excited that you've taken time to listen to these words today. Our desire is that this would push you to a closer, deeper, more meaningful relationship with Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. Called Jesus and your smartphone. Yeah, uh-oh. Everybody's like, let me turn it off, because the last thing we want is this awkward ding in the middle of this sermon. So let's make sure we silence our cell phones and put those things away. But I, but I, I want to talk to you for just a few minutes about the idea that, that everything is subject to Christ. Everything. Right? There is nothing off limits to where you say, God, you know, I don't want you to, uh, this is mine and everything else is yours. But all of it. So it... It, this could be smartphone message for you. This could be any idle message. Amen? There are lots of things that pull us away from God. And so we need to address this specific topic. But I also want... Now, I, I, I'm not coming across as anti-smartphone today. Because I don't want to see 100 trips to the bathroom in the next 35 minutes or so. This is not anti-smartphone. But what it is, it's going to be pro-Jesus. And when I'm just talking about my opinion, I'm going to share with you the Word of God. Because God has an opinion about what? About everything. And so we need to go to God's Word. So let's look at this for just a few minutes. But I thought I would just share with you. Now, a lot of you know, I like to just kind of go from the hip, right? I kind of go with very few notes or an outline. But I don't want to just go rambling today. So I actually typed stuff up. Aren't you proud of me? So you're like, well, at least he's going to at least be, you know, he'll run out of notes eventually and we'll be out of here. So that's how that's going to go. Let me read to you a few things. So Henry David Thoreau, I thought this was interesting, this, this quote, killing time injures eternity. Killing time injures eternity. So we cannot avoid the idea that we live in a digital world, right? We can't avoid it. It's everywhere around us. And I don't want you to think that, well, he's just one of those anti-technology guys. And I'm not, but, but, but I, I want you to understand this. Because I'm old enough now, right? I'm creeping up on half a century in the next uh, several months. And I'm old enough to remember the, the big console television that if you dropped it on somebody, it'd kill them. <laughs> right? Right? You remember? Yeah, exactly. And the stereo that matched it on the other side of the room, just as big. Right? And we gathered around this television, and for, you know, and here's the thing television can be a problem as well. Right? Right? I, I sometimes flip on, we've got one of these Roco TVs, or however you pronounce it, and I thought, I could watch TV every minute for the rest of my life and barely scratch the surface of the content that's available. But then I still flip through the channels sometimes to say there's nothing on TV. Do you remember that? So, so we came up with television, and then we kind of moved from the television to, you know, I'm going to date myself a little bit, this little game system where these two little lines on both sides, one on one side, one on the other, and this was a ball, but it looked like a tiny square, and it bounced around. And we called it Pong, and we played Pong for hours. And then I remember as a child when we got, come on, the Atari 2600. Woo! Right? 
We got the game system. And all of a sudden, it became time-consuming. And then next thing I know, this thing came out. And this man was in our house on an afternoon I came home from school. And my father told me about this thing called cable TV. I'm like, we're not twisting that thing? I was the remote control for most of my childhood, right? If, if you haven't lived till you put the antenna up, put the tinfoil on the end, and take your left foot and hold it like that, right? That's living. Just to catch that black and white image just right. Any old people follow me, they're right. You know what I'm talking about. And so we kind of got lost in cable TV. I remember the point of cable TV was no commercials. You're like, what? The point was you would pay for cable TV and you had television with no commercials. That lasted about five minutes before we're flooded with more channels, right? And then all of a sudden, my home entered the TRS-80, the Radio Shack computer, right? That you hooked up to your television and you programmed and you played games. So we went from the, the computer to a little nicer computer, and then I'll fast forward a little bit. This thing came out called America Online. Remember dial-up internet? Anybody remember? Right, remember that? I got that down pretty good, didn't I? That's pretty good. And then somebody picks up the phone and knocks you offline. Like, put the phone back on. I was, I don't know. Right? Right? And, and so you've got mail, right? And everything became more, more and more digital. And we just got more lost and lost and lost. And we put our Bibles on shelves. We stopped hanging out. As a family, we went from hanging out together to hanging out everybody in their own space. All of a sudden, everybody got TVs in their own rooms. We went our own ways. Radios went to where everybody had their own individual radio. It used to be you would gather around the family radio, and now we've all got individual radios. And now not only individual radios, but we you know, come up with something called earphones. Now I can listen to my music, you can listen to yours. And at a point of us, we all said, this is a beautiful thing. But at the same time, we became more separated. And technology began to, as it began to advance... It began to pull us apart. Everybody had the internet. Then we got cell phones. The next thing you know, we've got smartphones. And now we've got computers in our pockets, most of us do, larger than the computers that sent men to the moon. And we're driven now by technology. Let me read to you just a few statistics here that might kind of blow your mind. In 2011, 10 years ago, 35% of adults owned a smartphone. Today it's 85%. All adults own a, not just a cell phone, a smartphone. 46% of people over 65 have a smartphone. 94% of 18 to 29-year-olds, 89% of 30 to 49-year-olds. Watch this, 50 to 64-year-olds, 94% of you have a smartphone. But it's time we need to face our smartphone habits. So let's say, can you give me that one image with all the different things on it there, Rebecca? Let's talk about social media. In the United States, people spend an average of three hours and 43 minutes on social media. That's average. A day. Three hours and 43 minutes of social media a day. People aged 16 to 29 spend the most 
while ages 29 to 44 spend around two and a half. And anyway, there's some statistics about how that breaks down. Facebook, watch this, is the largest social media, and most people average 38 minutes a day on Facebook. Instagram has 250 million stories a day. Social media users spend about 27 minutes a day there. YouTube, now these are just averages. People spend an average of 24 minutes a day on YouTube. TikTok, whatever you want to think about TikTok. I say I call it straight from the pit, talk. Launched in 2017, it's the fastest growing. Average users spend 46 minutes a day on TikTok. Snapchat, users use it an average of 30 times a day, an average of 28 minutes a day. This app has 46 million people using Snapchat. We're spending a lot of time on our phones. Now, if you look at something in your settings, you can see, right? How many of you understand that there's something called screen time in your phone? And for those of you that are thinking, I'm not spending that much time on there, you might be surprised. You might look at that and see. Now, watch this. You may say, well, I'm not on my smartphone that much. Maybe you're on your computer eight hours a day. Maybe you're in front of a television five hours a day. The point is this. Technology can be a beautiful thing, but it also can pull us away from God. Right? Most of you probably said, I'm not going to take my Bible to church. I've just got it on my phone. But then the tempting thing is when that phone goes, you're checking it. A notification. Somebody did something. Somebody posted. You've got all these notifications on. Maybe you get a text message in the middle of a church service, right? We are dri- if we're not careful, any- am, I, am I talking to anybody today? You know what I'm talking about? It's easy to be driven to this. And what we've got to understand is everything in our lives is subject to God. Let me read you. Let's, go, let's see what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 15, 27. For God has put all things. Everybody say all things. God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when it says all things are put in subjection, it is plain that he is accepted who put all things in subjection. Ephesians 1, Let's look at this verse. For he put all things, everybody say all things, under his feet and gave him as head over all. So understand, Christ is the head of all things and we need to submit to his authority. Now here's the verse I want to focus on for just a minute. 1 Corinthians 10, 24. Oh, let no one seek his own good but the good of his own neighbor. Let's go on to 20. Can can you give me the next one? 25. I may have messed that up. 25. I I, I gave you the wrong, that's part of it, but I want to give you the whole thing. That's my fault, Rebecca. But for the sake of time, watch this. You, you, you know this verse. You've heard it before. Just because everything is permissible doesn't mean it's beneficial. Right? Listen to this. All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Understand that. That what God is looking for is for us to understand. Just because, hey, the Bible doesn't say cell phones are bad. You're right, it doesn't. But that doesn't mean it's good either. Right? Just because it's permissible doesn't mean we ought to be doing it. Does that make sense? There are some things that we need to consider in our lives that maybe God doesn't want us to do because it's not helpful. And so what we have to do is take constraints. We have to set boundaries. We have to set limits on ourselves to make sure that we're honoring God in all things. So let me give you 
a few things about smartphones real quick. Here's just some things I came up with today. Number one, smartphones keep us distracted. Let's go to that one image with all the little things on it. Rebecca, thank you for your help back there. Smartphones keep us distracted. Have you ever noticed that? It keeps you from your responsibilities, right? You think, just a few more minutes. How many of you have been scrolling on your phone? Next thing you know, five minutes, ten minutes, thirty minutes. Oh, my gosh, I've been on here. And then you realize, what have you been doing? You've been doing nothing, right? We've been doing nothing. We can be get very careful. So they'll keep us distracted. They keep us from the reality of real community. They keep us from the urgency of God's work in our hearts and the kingdom. They feed our consumerism. I know none of you are like me. I know you don't have Amazon on your phone. I know you don't do that. I, I know you don't order stuff. I know you're not searching things. I know you've never made an order of anything. I never, I know, right? And because I'm even talking about this, they're going to have all these crazy things on your phone all afternoon. Like, why did this come up? Because he mentioned it in church today, right? It's amazing how that kind of works. It feeds our consumerism, right? All of a sudden, and just FYI, is there a box for everything now? Anybody know what I'm talking about when I say there's these membership boxes? You can get a box for everything where you like the, the latest clothes, right? If you want a box of clothes a month, you want a box of food a month, you want a box of things, whatever you want. You can get a box of this a month, right? Cool gadgets for guys, you can get that every month. I mean, just everything, there's a box for everything, all these things on our phones to drive us to materialism and consumerism, and we got to be careful. But look at Ephesians chapter 5. Rebecca, can you get me to that? Ephesians chapter 5, 15 and 16 says this, but look carefully then how you walk. Everybody say carefully. you got to be careful how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. In verse 16, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. The second thing is smartphones hurt our relationships, right? All of a sudden, we're not looking at each other face to face anymore. Anybody, anybody miss that? Anybody miss? Anybody miss? Uh, I, I don't know. Sometimes, uh, you know, I, I'll think to myself, and, and maybe you've done this. Maybe I'm just having a confession time today. If all of you got this figured out, good for you. Then just let me confess, okay? But sometimes it's good to just have a conversation. Some things shouldn't be texted. I know, can you imagine? There's some things maybe you need to consider. Let me just send an email. Maybe a phone call. Do you remember that? Did you know that thing in your pocket actually causes you to talk to people? Right? But if we're not careful, smartphones will cause us to detach. We'll get in our own little bubble. We'll do our own thing. It's breaking down community. Right? And, and think about this. Some of you probably have a thousand friends online. But maybe when times get tough, you call two or one. And so we've got this illusion of community, but it's the devil's lie. It's not real community, right? Let's just use this as an example. Are we living in a day or not where everybody says, hey, I can watch it online. I don't need to go to church. I can, can you get what we had today online? Can I tell you a couple of weeks ago, I was homesick and I watched it online. And all I wanted to do was to get my clothes on and to get here. Because it was awful. I did not, I mean, I'm glad for what we did that day. But to say that's the same means you've never been in a good church. 
If you think online has the same impact, and I know a lot of you are watching online today, so now you're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to turn it off. Right? But it, can I get an amen that it's not the same? It's just not the same. There's something about Monica giving me a hug on a Sunday morning. Something about me seeing James or something about seeing your face or something about being close to you and, and checking on you and being together. There's something about it. You can't replace that online. And the enemy wants us separated. Right? Does he not? He wants us separated. I heard of a church this week. Since the whole pandemic started, they've met twice. In 18 months, they've met twice. God help us. God, that's my brothers and my sisters. And we need God's help. We, 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 we can't allow the enemy to defeat us. And we can't lay down like that. And the enemy wants to tear us apart and call it good. You hearing that? It's good in the name of safety, in the name of this, or in the name of that. We need that. We've got to be Together, it destroys our relationships. It destroys community. Can I tell you, it's sure easier to get mad at somebody online. And can I just be, can I just be, we'll just jump off the page for just a second. You don't need to be dealing with stuff that's conflict-based in a written form. Have a face-to-face. -face. Have a face-to-face. -face. Talk to somebody face-to-face. -face. Don't blow people up in the written word. Uh, let, me, let me show you a verse in 2 John chapter 12. This, John wrote this as he wrote this letter. Though I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Now you say, well, paper and ink, what's the big deal? That was their technology in biblical times. He goes, instead, I hope to come to you and talk, say it with me, face to face. So that my joy, hey, I have some things I want to say to you. I'm not going to write it down, though. I'm going to wait. I'd rather talk to you face-to-face -face about it. So smartphones keep us distracted. They hurt our relationships. Watch this. And they cause us to crave immediate approval. I know you've never done this. I just hear people do this. That they make a post and they go back and see how many people actually liked it. Because there's something inside of us that wonders... Did anybody like it? Were people, right? We're always wanting to be, here's the, here's the thing I hear the kids talk about. Facebook famous. YouTube famous. Instagram famous. I want to be famous. I, I, you know what? And again, this is the enemy driving us to things that don't even matter. We separate. What's this now? Think about what technology's done to us. We separate from people who are different from us, and we gravitate to people who are just like us. But the problem with that is, that's not the kingdom. That's not the way the, the kingdom doesn't want us all divided in our little individual cliques and separated. He wants us all together. Well, how are we supposed to all get along? Because it's not my agenda, it's his. This is the place where we all come together and say, it's not about my idiosyncrasies. It's not about my personal preferences. It's not about my opinions. It's about the kingdom of God. It's not about what I want. It's about what he wants. That's a beautiful thing. Can I tell you, faith community, we are literally the island of misfit toys. <laughs> Come on now, right? Anybody know what, right, references? 
Somebody even said, what was it, Thomas, we were talking about? Somebody was trying to describe our church. They used the word eclectic. Like, that's pretty good. Can I tell you, we've got people of every, we've, we've got multiple languages, we've got multiple nations, we've got multiple ethnicities, we've got multiple social backgrounds, we've got multiple so different incomes in the room. But guess what? How in the world do all y'all get along? Because it's not about us, it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. Everything we do, it's about Him. It's got to be about Him. And so we come together different. Some of y'all look at each other and go, man, we ain't even the same at all. Amen. And how do we have unity? Because it's about Christ. It's about what He wants. It's about His desires. It's about His Word. We rally around the flag and the Word of God, the flag of Jesus and the Word of God, and we lift high the banner and we say it's all about Him. It's not about us. And that's how we all get along. Can I get an amen? Right? Because some of y'all are crazy. And, some, and your pastor's crazy. How do we do this? Because it's all about, it's all about Jesus. It's got to all be about Jesus. The church ought to be a safe place. Listen to this right here. We fear disapproval and we long for approval. But when we're centered and focused and solid in our relationship with God... Man's, man's disapproval doesn't hurt me, and man's approval doesn't satisfy me. I, and that's, that's good enough to read it again. When I'm focused and centered in my relationship with God, your disapproval doesn't hurt me, and your approval doesn't satisfy me. I'm locked solid into Christ. What matters is His opinion. What else matters? Nothing else. What does God think? Not what does Facebook think, what does Instagram think, what does YouTube think, how many followers you got. Why does, none of that matters. What does God think? That's what matters. And that's the kind of church we need to have. And that's the kind of people we need to be. That what matters is what God thinks above all else. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4 says this, But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak. Not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. So let's talk about another one. Smartphones cause us to scroll. And is it surf or scroll? I forget. Scroll. Through all sorts of life. Think about this. How many books are we reading anymore? Right? We, we, we've stopped reading books. We want, we want bite-sized information, right? We want everything tweeted. We want every, all our knowledge in 140 characters or less. If that video or that thing or that post, right? How many of you have started reading the post? You're like, it's too long. Too long. Like 30 seconds in, 60 seconds in. Yeah, this thing's like two screenfuls. I can't read this. I got to move on. Right? We, we, we want bite sizes of information. And guess what? And now we get locked into simply believing what we're told. Right? Can I tell you? It's a high number of young people who are grabbing all, all their information about the world. Not on news, on social media. It's not what the news say, which I couldn't, well, don't get me talk about the news. But not that it's any better. But now we don't even get our things from a source. 
Now it's somebody with a webcam telling me what they think about what's going on in the world. That's where I'm grabbing my information. I'm basing my opinions on just simply the opinions of others. And I'm not formulating my own thoughts or anything at all. Everybody following that? And can I tell you, you have to filter everything through the Word of God. Through the Word of God. You can't just say, well, I'm not sure what I think about that. What's the God say about that? And God has an opinion. Let's filter our information through the Word of God. And honestly, there's going to have to be times you're going to have to do what? Just shut it off. It's all garbage. What if we turned off our phones and got in our Bibles again? What if we opened up, holy smokes, a real Bible with a pencil or a pen or a Bible highlighter and we actually read book. What if we did that? You know what would happen? Probably revival. Probably revival. Because we're giving social media three hours and 43 minutes a day. We don't give Jesus 10. We get on our Bible app. We read the verse of the day. Thank you, Jesus. Boom! Facebook, Insta, Snap, Tweet, Tick, Boom! That ought to be just one big mega site. <laughs> Copyright. Fake. No. I got to take that. Get some money for the church. All right. So look at this. Colossians 3, verse 2 says this to set your minds on things above. Oh, that's where we need to be, church. That's where we need to be. Because I'm telling you what. Anybody follow me? Even reading the news, trying to gather information about what's going on in the world today, it can be a black hole, it'll suck you in. You'll get discouraged and you'll get depressed and you're just like, oh man, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? The world's a mess. No, no, no. Jesus is on the throne is what's going on. Jesus hadn't stepped off the throne because times got weird. Right? Jesus is not scared of TikTok, by the way. He ain't worried about it. He's probably even thinking about it. You're like, why are we even having a sermon about this? Because I'm trying to get us to understand that none of it matters but Christ does. The only thing that matters is the word and the truth and the cross and the gospel. That's what we need to be focused on. But the enemy's got us so swimming around all this garbage. And we get sucked in. Right? We get sucked in. And we've got to be careful, church. We've got to be careful. Smartphones also cause us to become, what's this? What we like. All of a sudden, we're worshiping ourselves. We're worshiping celebrities. Right? Can I, can I just pause here and pull off to the side of the road? I never understand the people's obsession with celebrities. Are the royal family, what's that about? We left them, did we not? Why do we care about who's marrying who across the pond? Sorry, James. I mean, uh, James is, <laughs> honeys, we love you, but we're not, we're not, we're not consumed. We, 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 the enemy wants us consumed with all this stuff that really doesn't, Matter. Here's my question to you. Who are you following? Who are you following? What are you following? We're made in the image of God. And you become the image you focus on. You hearing that? You become the image you focus on. Romans 12, verse 2, you know this verse. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then we talked about this. Smartphones create isolation. 
right, going into the music thing, we'll go back to that. Remember the family used to go to a concert, and then there was a radio in the house, and then we got all radios in a room, and then we got AirPods, and now, you know, we got iPods, and now we're just all kind of doing our own thing. It separated us. Technology separates us. But we need to walk daily in awareness of our flaws in authentic community, right? We need to live in community together. Hebrews 10, 25 You've heard me say this a hundred times. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Can I tell you, for us to neglect meeting together is causing us to live in disobedience to God's Word. When we neglect meeting together, meeting, say it with me, together. When we neglect that, we are in violation of God's Word. We've got to meet together. And the Bible says, even more as you see the day approaching. So can I tell you, when you come to me and say, Pastor's getting dark out there, we're getting close to the end. Yep, Monday night service. <laughs> whoa, whoa, I didn't mean that. Hey, are you, we going to do what God, right? Following? Tuesday night service. Getting together. We're going to need it as we get closer to the end. So let me share this with you real quick. So we turn to our phones sometimes, right, in our boredom. Do we not? We want to know what's the latest thing we're missing out on. We want to know what people are saying about us. Sometimes we just look for some weird cat video. Amen? Something sensational. Something to entertain us. What can cure my boredom? Right? Can, can, can we all be honest with ourselves for just a minute? We can't hardly stand in line at a restaurant without saying, Oh, God, how long is this going to take? Like you've been there 60 seconds. We're already reaching to our phone because we want this. Hey, we can get into the science of the dopamine, but it's a real thing. The, the, the alert that we want this, we want the instant, we want to we click, we want something, we want something to entertain us in a moment's notice, and we've got to be careful. What can keep me from my responsibility? How about what hardship can I escape? I don't want to think about life. Let me get on my phone for a few minutes. But look at this. Alone on our phone is a soul-thirsting loneliness. But alone with our maker is soul-feeding communion. You hearing that? Alone on our phones creates soul-thirsting loneliness. Alone with our maker is soul-feeding communion. So how alone are you with God? Well, that's kind of awkward. Because can I tell you something? Maybe, I'm just kind of, this is kind of hot off the press. Maybe the enemy's got us so used to this quick fix that just kneeling is so awkward and we don't want to do it anymore. Just quieting my heart and saying, God, I'm going to just listen. Those that wait on the Lord shall do what? Shall renew their strength. But if the devil can keep me from waiting, he can keep me from renewing. Because I don't want to, be still and know that I'm God. Because that's just too weird. Don't you, people say that all the time. Oh, I just don't like the quiet. Oh, I just don't like the stillness. Oh, I just don't like the, 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 the lack or the, the absence of any kind of thing going on. It's too weird just to be quiet. Bingo. Bingo. Devil says, gotcha. Gotcha. You want a ding? You want a ding? You want a this? You want a video? You want a tweet? You want a thing? I'm going to keep you so distracted that you'll never quiet your heart before your maker. And maybe he's winning. This is why we're talking about this today. 
right? Because I love you. It's for me. Now, I know a lot of you say, Pastor, I wish you wouldn't beat us up on Sundays. The Lord beats me up all week. So just don't worry about it. I'm preaching to me all week. The Holy Spirit preaches to me all week. You get it one hour a week. So take a number, right? You understand? But God help us to quiet our hearts, to still ourselves. Just sit alone in the silence and see how awkward that is. And then confess, God, I, I, I'm sorry. God, I, I need to be able to be quiet. I, I need to be, remember the, remember, remember the, the quiet game you used to play? And me as a child, whoo, not fun, right? But there's a discipline, help me, church, there's a discipline to quieting yourself and saying, God, speak to me. And can I be honest? You got to do it every day. You got to find time. We wake up in the morning, we reach for our phone. We go to bed every night, we put our phones down. God help us. God help us to figure out a way to quiet ourselves, to listen to God, and to hear what God has for us to say. John 4, 14, I love this. Whoever drinks, this is Jesus and the, and the Samaritan woman. He says, whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. Maybe your smartphone is a sleeve of saltine crackers. And it's just creating thirst. And it's never quenched. And all you do is keep going back to it. And you keep going back to it. And you keep going back to it. And it's never quenched because it's not there. It's not there. So Romans 14, 12. Do we have that? I want you to see this. Romans 14, 12. Each of us will give an account of himself to God. That's me. And that's you. You will give an account of yourself to God. Matthew 12, 36, look at this verse. I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word, every stupid tweet, every nonsensical Facebook post, every Instagram whatever post. I don't know what you can call it. I'm not on Instagram, right? You're going to give an account of the carelessness that we've lived our lives by. So here's my question to you. You're accountable for your technology, your smartphone usage. So here's the question. Is it aimed or is it aimless? Is it thoughtful or is it thoughtless? Is it strategic for good or is it wasted on self-expression? Is it building up or is it tearing down? Now I do have an opinion about how you can use it for good. Now, I'm not here today to tell you that it's all bad. But I'm saying you need to be thoughtful about how you use it. And you can use your phones for good. But it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of self-control. Can I tell you that the Romans in the early centuries of the church were building roads. Building roads. And it would have been easy for the church to say, we can't get on those roads because we don't like the Romans. But it's those Roman roads that Paul walked and told everybody about Jesus. He walked those Roman 
roads going from town to town. So what the Romans wanted to use to bring the people down, God used the Roman roads to spread the gospel. So my question is, can you use your phone to bring people to Jesus? You ought to be thinking like that. Not entertainment. Not what's in it for me. Not am I cured my boredom. Who can I reach today with this device God's given me in my pocket? This cell phone bill that's out of control. How can I use it for the kingdom of God? That's what we got to think. We got to think different. We got to think different about it. So let's talk about it. Have your habits. Let's talk about your habits real quick. So these technology habits, have they caused you for, to forget God? Have you forgotten the power of God, the holiness of God, the goodness of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God? Have, have your cell phone usage just pulled you out? Have you forgotten about others? You get so consumed about yourself that you forgot about the needs of others, how to live in community, how the world, you've become desensitized to all the things that are around us and desensitized to what it means to walk as a member of the family and the body of Christ. Our habits can change us. Maybe you've forgotten about ourselves. Maybe you forgot about the deliverance of God. You've forgotten about the blessings of God. You've forgotten about the kingdom of God. You've forgotten about the salvation of God. You know, I said something last Sunday that my wife and I talked about this week, and I still don't know how people live in this world without Jesus. I, I don't get it. And can I tell you, if you're trying to live your life without Jesus, you ought to fix that today. Today ought to be the day you come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I can't do this, and I need your help. And he will come, and he will give you everything you need to survive in this world, but we've got to fix our eyes on Jesus, fix our eyes on what God's done for us, fix our eyes on the needs around us, and let's just not get lost in the grind and the, the, all the stuff that the enemy wants to pull us away from. So in Ephesians chapter 5, we didn't read verse 17, so let's, it says, look carefully then how you walk, but verse 17, Ephesians 5, 17, watch this. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Let me read you this real quick. We'll wrap it up. Time is the inexplicable raw material of everything. With it, all is possible, and without it, nothing. The supply of time is truly a daily miracle, an affair genuinely astonishing when no one examines it. You wake up in the morning, and lo, your purse is filled with 24 hours of this unmanufactured tissue of the universe of your life. It's yours, those 24 hours. It's the most precious of possessions. No one can take it from you. It's not something that can be stolen. And no one receives either more or less than you receive every day. You cannot draw on the future. It's impossible to get in debt to time. You can only waste the passing moment. You cannot waste tomorrow because it's kept for you. You cannot waste the next hour. It's kept for you. You have to live on this 24 hours of daily time. Out of it, you have to spend your health, your pleasure, money, content, responsibilities, respect, the evolution of your soul. In its right use, in its most effective use, it's a matter of the highest urgency and of the most thrilling actuality. All depends on that. Your happiness, your daily walk, 
The elusive prize you're clutching for depends on that. But listen, if you cannot arrange that an income of 24 hours a day shall exactly cover all your items, then one does muddle their whole life indefinitely. We shall never have any more time. We have and we have always had all the time that there is. So my question is for us today as church is how are we using it? How are we using what God has given us? Are we wasting it? Are we letting it wash away? Are we pouring ourselves into things that we shouldn't be? Are we wasting ourselves in our technology? So listen, so what's God saying to you? James, why don't you come on up? Would you just bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment here? Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Faith Community Church is located at 6801 South East Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46227. We are on the south side of Indy on the corner of US 31 and Southport Road. For more information about our church, please go to www.fccindianapolis.com. We worship Sunday mornings, 10 a.m., Sunday nights at 6 p.m. and midweek services as well. We have activities and studies for all ages. We have something for your entire family. Come be a part of our family. We would love to see you sometime. Have a blessed day and always remember that Jesus changes everything.